0: boy's getting hungry, Mr. Wind, bitch, and I'm coming with the munchies now. Serve me a plate, you know what it is. The mixed greens, potato salad, and a rack of ribs. Prior knowledge, and we cooking on the beat. Season the track, I'm coming raw, the slaughtered meat. The shit is slapping, Awesome some Chris Rock shit. Now acknowledge me, ho, I'm on my big dog shit. And I'm white and skinny, and I'm far from biggie. and I'm ready to die. So who wanna come with me? Low oh, down and shifty, my chick is real pretty, her booty big too, and she wanna get with me? Long hair, scallywax, swagger of a Cali dad, ask me if I give a fuck, the answer is I never have. Eating a chopped cheese, I'm sipping coffee, while I'm sitting in the kitchen while your girlfriend tops me. When's lunch? Your boy's getting hungry. Mr. Win, bitch, cause I'm coming with the munchies. Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is. Mixed greens, potato salad, a rack of ribs. Ah. When's lunch? Your boy's getting hungry. Mr. The wind, bitch, and I'm coming with the munchies Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is Mixed greens, potato salad, a rack of ribs
1: <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh uh, yeah uh, It's the Wins Lunch Podcast Here on Prior Knowledge Radio It's your boy Ryan Coming live with episode 5 Yeah Oh man, what's been up? Work's been cool Okay, let's, let's get that talk out of the way. Work's been cool. uh, You know, another day, same amount of dollars because that's that salary life, son. One thing that's definitely sucked has been the transportation coming back and forth from fucking work. Like, taking an Uber or a Lyft back and forth to work is hands down the worst fucking part of my goddamn job. Love my job. Love everything I do about it. I just hate taking Ubers and Lyfts. And it's mainly because, like, I'm not one for talking. Like, I I really don't want to get inside the car at fucking 5 o'clock in the morning and just start having a conversation with you. I don't really want to talk about where I'm going. I don't want to talk about what my day has in store. I don't want to talk about the night that you've had or if I'm the first ride of your shift. I don't want to know any of that. I mean, I don't mean to sound so negative and cynical, but, like, get the fuck out of my face with that shit, you know? Shit's fucking annoying. I really don't want any of that. But for some reason, when I get inside the car, it seems like I have that written right across my forehead. And I, I'm i going to be completely honest with you. I I don't. I don't have that written across my forehead. So stop treating me as if I do, because that's like the worst thing you can do. It's like clearly it's early in the morning. I'm just waking up. I'm dead quiet. I get in and I'm not completely rude. I get in and I do say good morning. How you doing? And I leave it at that. I do not extend the conversation past that. I even put my headphones on completely. Like, I have the -the over-the-head headphones or over-the-ear headphones. So, it's not like you can't see that I have earbuds in. I literally cover my ears up and they continue to talk to me. I don't understand it. And what gets me really, oh, God, (laughs) what really grinds my gears is the people who, like, they'll talk to me knowing that I have headphones on. And then they'll reach back and, like, wave their hand in my face as if to get my attention. Like, if they're doing all of that, I think that they're about to say something about the ride. Like, am I going the right direction? Uh, you know, something relating to the actual travel. Not, hey, are you interested in my fucking business? No, I'm not interested in your business. I've met entrepreneurs that are just driving around for Lyft as a side hustle. Like, oh, my real-day job is, uh, you know, I, I have a business that... Telegraphs golf balls that fly into dumpsters Whenever random kids ditch school from high school Like what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means bro You're over here talking <laughs> You're over here talking about some shit that is not relevant to me whatsoever I'm clearly going to work inside of an office building Not at a golf course What are we talking about here my guy? He's <laughs> going on a full on diatribe Five minutes into it Don't even give a fuck But I one thing I will say About my travel in the morning Like one yes it's expensive Like I have to go 40 fucking miles Each way so it's an expensive trip But one thing that really Gets me is I have to Stick with Uber because one Lyft is always more expensive I don't know why but Lyft is always more expensive And two Lyft always has like the worst Drivers with the shittiest cars The last three Lyft rides that I've had okay Two of them Two different people, mind you, two different lift rides, they both smelt like dog piss. Like, I don't know if it was their dog that, that might have pissed inside the car and they're just used to the smell, or somebody before me had got inside the car and their dog took a piss inside the back seat. I don't know what the case is, but it always smelt like dog piss, okay? That's a pretty huge thing. When you're doing a service like Uber or Lyft. I mean, I'm, I'm going to leave the Uber out of this one because it's Lyft specifically. When you're doing a travel service like Lyft, you cannot have your car smelling like fucking dog urine. That doesn't make any sense. You can't have your car smelling like dog urine. Okay? That's like, that. I think that's like in the terms and conditions. Your car has to be hygienic and not smell like fucking piss. Okay? But that happened in two out of the three. And then on the third one, the guy was drunk. I had a drunk driver, my guy, okay? I had a drunk Lyft driver. He literally stopped in the middle of the road, okay? So when you're coming, when we're driving to my to my job, it reaches a point where you can either go south on the freeway or you can go north on the freeway. And when you go north, it's basically just like you're banging a UE, okay, to head the other direction. He stopped in the middle of the Gore area to decide which one to go to. And I don't know why, but they always do this. They look back at me and they go, Do I go south or north? I don't know, bro. What the fuck does the map say? What is the GPS telling you to do? Follow what the fucking robotic lady is telling you to do. I don't know. You know why? I'm at a lift. I ordered you, I put in a fucking address, and I expect you to know how to get there. That is your one job. You know what your other job in this ride is? To shut the fuck up, because I don't want to talk to you, bro. If you guys can't tell, I'm having a fucking bad day today. (laughs) I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I think I might be getting sick. I have no idea. I swear to God, I better not be getting sick. I hate getting sick. I'm starting to feel like I am, and then, like, I've been sneezing all day. I'm stuffy. My head hurts. I don't know why I have a headache, but I do. Hopefully, I'm not getting sick. So, I, uh, you know, within the last podcast, I finished The Sopranos again. So, I just kind of let HBO or I just kind of let Max do its thing and just started playing. And it started playing this documentary called Telemarketers. It's this documentary, I think it's like three or four parts, about this company that basically would just like run scam charity calls. You know, they would call you and say, oh, we're calling on behalf of the police station or the fire department or whatever it is. And they would basically profit all the money or they would pocket all the profit and put it back into their pocket. And it just reminded me of like previous call centers that I have worked at now, I want to make this very clear, okay, when I say this. This has nothing to do with my current job, okay? My current job, fucking, it's corporate, all right? I work a good job. I love it. Now, previous jobs that I've worked at, previous call center jobs specifically, I've definitely worked for some sketchy companies, okay? And there's one thing that about call centers that you, that for people who have never worked in a call center or have a preconceived notion of a call center... Like, the the idea and the stigma behind a call center is that, like, they're all ghetto. And ghetto's not even being used correctly in that term, mind you. But they're all ghetto. Or uh, a bunch of gangsters work there. Or a bunch of felons. A bunch of people who just can't make it in life, right? And let me tell you this. Majority of the time, that is correct. Okay? With that being said, you know who are the most reliable employees at a call center? Felons. People who are actively on probation and on parole are probably the best employees you can have in a call center. And you know why? They have to make sure they keep that job so they can stay out of jail. And this is not a stereotype. I'm literally speaking from experience from people that I've worked with, okay? An old job that I used to work at, they would hire felons. They would hire people from halfway houses. They would hire all that. They would literally go down to like detention centers and they would go down to probation offices and they would put up flyers like help wanted fucking ads in there with the phone number and telling people to apply at the call center. I had a friend that I worked with and I say friend because he was a friend outside of work. Okay. This guy did 12 years in federal prison for a slew of charges I would say the gist of it is armed robbery and kidnapping. But it's a federal charge. Did 12 years, okay? This is a man who took the word correctional facility very serious. Because he corrected his behavior. He was one of the nicest dudes I have ever worked with. Let alone interacted with. Huge, huge heart, okay? Really, really good dude. And he loved his job. Because he had to make sure his P.O. knew, one, he was employed, and two, he was staying out of trouble, okay? So I say all that because I just want to kind of give a background of where I worked. Managers were out back getting high and getting drunk all the time, okay? I worked at a very ghetto call center. They would edit phone calls, okay? Edit phone calls. They would cut them up to make them sound good. Things like that. Very unethical, immoral type shit, all right? I worked at one of these places for almost fucking 10 years. Just about 10 years, all right. And this this documentary, Telemarketers, reminded me of that exactly. So if you haven't seen it, go watch Telemarketers. But let me tell you some crazy fucking stories about what happened at some previous jobs, okay? One call center I worked at, I don't know why or what even gave them the idea, but police officers would literally come to the office and do warrant sweeps. Like, they would come into the office, and they would look for people that had active warrants, and they knew their last place of employment was there. They would come to the office, and they would just arrest people on the floor. There was this dude, Mike, that happened to. The the general manager that was at my job. She knew they were coming. She knew the fucking cops were coming, and she didn't warn the guy. And the guy had to fucking... He had weed in his pocket or some shit. And he got re-arrested at work with a warrant or for a warrant with weed in his pocket. Bro, like what kind of what kind of fucking job place does that? They just regularly have police officers show up for warrant sweeps, okay? Like I said, people out back getting high and drunk. Now granted, when you work in a call center, like there's a certain stigma. There's a certain culture to it. And the culture is like you don't, you, you kind of feel like you can do shit like that. Because everybody's idea of a call center is that, like, you go there if you're still in high school or if you dropped out of high school or if, like, you can't get a job anywhere else. Like, call center working in a call center has become the new equivalent of you're going to do nothing but work at McDonald's. That kind of shit, okay? And McDonald's out here in Arizona, $15 an hour starting off. I don't know what that means for other places, but that's a lot out here, okay? Now, because everybody has that mentality about call centers... That allows people that work at call centers to not really give a fuck, right? They think that they could just go get a job anywhere. And this is kind of bottom of the barrel. They're doing it because it's easy. They can get away with whatever. You know how I know that? That's exactly what I thought. I worked at the same place for like 10 fucking years because I got away with whatever I wanted. I moved up in the company. I did a lot for the company. I did every literally 10 years of just dealing with bullshit and politics, and constant changes, everything that you would make you want to quit a job happened to me there, okay? And I was loyal to the soil, my guy. I stayed there literally almost to the very end. They were basically going out of business. They got sold to a company in Mexico, and they were only keeping a handful of people on. They warned nobody. They didn't warn one person that they were actually closing. All the employees had to show up to work. They tried to badge in the door, and their badges just didn't work. They didn't even get the courtesy call of being fired or an email of being fired. Nothing. They literally showed up to work and found out they don't have a job because they couldn't get into the building. I was one of like nine people who had their job still until that Friday when payday came. Because when payday came, my check bounced. My check wasn't deposited. Okay? My check bounced. You didn't pay me my money? Okay. Now I know what I'm worth to you. Literally, we all had, everybody had to, had to wait for like three, four days to get paychecks. I finally got paid. I went up there. It was a cashier's check they gave me. So it was certified funds. They handed it to me. They even made like little jokes like, uh uh-huh, you shouldn't have any issues cashing that one. <laughs> and they try to talk to me about what, what was expected of me tomorrow. And I just looked them right in the face and I was like, I'm not coming back here. I quit. And I left. Bro, don't fuck with my money. I am loyal. I love the people that I work for. I wouldn't work for people that I hate. I work for people that I respect, and I respected them to a degree, right? I mean, I worked there for so long. I worked there since I was like 19 years old, okay? I worked there for a hot minute. hot minute. And I, I was very loyal to that company, okay? Until the very end when they fucked me and my check bounced and I had to wait to get paid, all right? I was late on rent. I was late on all these types of bills that I had. It was a whole bunch of fucking shit, okay? My shit bounced. I walked up out of there. I was like, I quit. I'm not coming back here. The next morning, they called me and they were like, hey, Ryan, so when you get logged on, we're going to need you to send these calls. And I was like, what don't you understand about what I said yesterday? I fucking quit. And I hung up the phone. I blocked all their phone numbers. And I, w- I was just done. I literally walked away from the company that I was most comfortable with for like 10 fucking years. All because they fucked up one check. Alright. Moral of the story. Don't fuck with my money. I don't go to work for fun. I don't go to work for free. Alright. I go to work because you guys pay me to be here. And if you guys can't pay me to be here. The fuck am I going to be here for? Alright. Not my fucking sanity. Anyway, I'm getting fired up about an old job. The whole point of that diatribe, all right, that little mini rant, was the, the documentary Telemarketers on Max. You guys should check it out. It's actually pretty dope. It's pretty invested. For a company that I've never worked for, it just seemed all way too familiar. So if you've ever worked in a shitty-ass call center, you should probably watch that. Also, I will say this, because I just went on that, that, that whole rant about how ghetto call centers are and shit. Not every call center is like that. Alright, there's that, like I said, it's a stigma. And yes, a lot of call centers are like that. When you think of call centers, you either think of like, you know, the stereotypical Indian accent calling the very sketchy scams or something, or you think of like calling in and being on hold for like fucking 25, 30 goddamn hours. All right, and that part is true. Yes, you will call in most customer service and be on hold for a very long time. And trust me, we are trying to get to the next call as quickly as we can. Sometimes it's just not possible because... Sometimes when you get on the phone with people, they like to say, do you know how long I've been waiting? I've been waiting 30 minutes. Yeah, sir, guess what? There are a hundred other people behind you waiting 30 minutes. And now it's 31 because you took a minute to tell me about how long you were waiting. How the fuck can I help you? I, <laughs> I haven't had my meds. My ADHD meds are they're out right now. I haven't picked them up. So I'm just kind of sporadically going all over the place. But there are call centers out there that are, like, legitimate. They are corporate. I work for a corporate call center now. However, it is nothing like the previous companies that I've worked for before because the previous companies I've worked for are ghetto as fuck. Super ghetto. This isn't. All right? I respect the people I work for, and they pay me on time. So, yeah, anyway. That's a (laughs) fuck.
0: Thank you for holding your call is important to us. it's so fucking important, you answer the fucking phone. You answer the fucking phone.
1: One thing that I've realized, speaking of work, because this all plays into work. One thing that I've realized is that I consume way too much caffeine. I've talked about this on a previous episode, but I, I consume so much caffeine throughout the day. Like, now I'm up to the 20-ounce Red Bulls, and I'm killing, like, two, sometimes three of them a day, okay? 60 ounces of Red Bull a day, I might as well be smoking crack. Like, that that's a wild amount of caffeine that I should not be consuming. It really made me think because everyone always makes the joke, like, you're going to have a fucking heart attack. And you know what? There's probably, like, a good chance in life that I probably will have, like, a heart attack that will kill me. I mean, if we're being honest, my dad died of a heart attack. Heart disease runs in my family, Right? So there's a good chance that, like, a heart attack could be my fate. Not trying to get morbid with it. Here's where I'm going with it. Something about the the thought of dying from a heart attack doesn't really scare me as much as the thought of me having a heart attack in public and then surviving it, okay? And it, what I mean by that is, like, if I have a heart attack in public and I die, okay, you know, that's sad shit, right? I died, I had a heart attack. But if I had a heart attack in public and I didn't die, like if I went to like the Walmart next door and I had a heart attack in like the cold cut section... I could never go back to that fucking Walmart ever again. Do we realize that? It would be so fucking embarrassing. Like, I I would, if I don't die from the heart attack, I'm dying from the embarrassment. Because it would be so embarrassing to drop dead while I'm grabbing like a quarter pound of gabagool from the fucking, from the deli. And I just drop dead holding a French bread baguette. Alright? Imagine that. I could never shop there again. Because every time I go in there and I go get my fucking gabagool and my French bread baguette, the guy would be looking at me like, Hey Ryan, how you feeling today? You feeling all right? Yeah, that's good. It's good to see you back, man. It's good th- and I have to deal with a few months of that and then, like, them being afraid that I might have another heart attack in the bread section of the deli aisle. Like, I, I, oh, my God. It's a whole fucking... And I don't know. And I guess, like, the thought of me having a heart attack by myself in my house is also very fucking shitty because, like, the chances of you surviving by yourself slim to none, right? But that's what I always think about is, like, if it happens when I'm at, like, Walmart or, like, I don't know. Buying some action figures or some shit. Like, imagine me negotiating an action figure sale. Like, I'm out here trying to buy, like, a Macho King Hasbro, right? And I'm like, no, I'm only going to. Uh, and I just have a heart attack mid negotiation. I just lost that negotiation if I survive. I can't go back to that seller and be like, hey, man, can we still make a deal? I mean, I guess I could, like, swing it and give him, like, the guilt trip, be like, bro, I just had a heart attack. That deal gave me a heart attack. <laughs> you know, I could try to do that, but. I don't know why, but the thought of embarrassing myself is, like, way worse than actually dying. Because I guess if I died, I don't have to live to see that embarrassment. I don't have to live to go back to that Walmart and be like, fuck, now I have to go find a new deli to go to. I don't have to live through that. That just got, like, really dark for no fucking reason. I'm so sorry about that. But (laughs) that's been popping up in my head. I'm looking at my Red Bull can right now, and that's what I'm thinking of. One thing I will say is, like, you know, if I did die of a heart attack out in public, at least I got out of the house. Because that's definitely one thing I've been trying to do more is trying to get out of the house more. I'm sick of just being, like, on my days off. I have three days off. I got, like, the other job that I work with, like, editing audiobooks and all that shit. But, like, other than that, I don't really go outside. It's been way too hot in Arizona. But it just now started getting cool, so the weather's getting nicer to actually go outside I want to go back to going out and just filming. Like, just go out and get some B-roll. Or just go out and film some random shit. Go fuck with some birds. You know what I mean? When's the last time you went out and fucked with some birds? Okay? Birds aren't real, so they're meant to be fucked with. Alright? And the people who have them as pets, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Stop stop domesticating birds. We don't need birds in the inside. What's wrong with you guys? Oh my god. Another thing we don't need. I was I was on a walk yesterday, and you know what I saw? I go on this walk at night, and it's a long trail, straight trail, you know, no inclines or anything, but I see, like, in the distance, because mind you, it's dark out. There's no, like, street lights or headlights or anything on this trail that I walk. It's just kind of like the ambiance of, like, darkness. It's nice, but off in the distance in front of me, I'm seeing, like, this light, like a headlight, and that's pretty normal down there because sometimes when people are on their bikes, they have the headlights so that way people can see them coming. You know, respectfully. We appreciate that. So I see that light and, like, I keep looking down on my phone. I'm changing the songs, whatever. And I keep walking and the light's getting closer and closer. Then all of a sudden I realize that it's not just one light. It's, like, five or six lights. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this a truck or fucking airplane just rolling up on this trail? No. It was five or six dads. White dads. These Caucasian dads just rolling up on the, uh, you know, like, those... They're, like, like kind of like skateboards, but, like, they're, like, one big electric wheel in the middle. Like, it's not four wheels. It's not two wheels. It's one wheel, and it's just a board that you stand on. I don't know what the fuck they would be called. They're not a hoverboard because, like, the hoverboards are, like, the two-wheeled ones, you know? But they, it's just a one – it's like a unicy- an electric unicycle is basically what it is. And they're riding on it, literally five or six of these guys, and they all got fucking – they got the helmets. They got the shoulder pads and the elbow pads on Like literally rolling up in khaki shorts like they just got off the fucking golf course. Or like their wives just told them to go have a good night. Like their son just went to bed early or something. And then they just rolled up and they were like, hey boys, you want to go meet? And they just rolled around in that. And then they stopped at the fucking, at the restaurant next to the trail. And they all just pulled up and took off their helmets at the same time. Bro, it was like the geekiest thing and it made me so happy. Because they were just out there living their best life. I can't even be mad at it. Yes, I'm like I'm like fully judging right now for the sake of me doing a comedy podcast. But like deep down, I envy that because they were just out there living their best life. They were enjoying their own company. I don't even. I wonder how they all met. Did they all meet because of the boards, or like were they already friends and they all decided to buy them, or did they just meet and they were like, "Wait, you have one too?" And they just became like a fucking a unicycle club. I need to know more about these guys' story. So if I bump into them on the trail moving forward. I'll be sure to get an interview for the Wednes Lunch podcast, exclusively here on Brother Knowledge Radio. <laughs> just like thinking about those guys, it it it, it really makes me kind of like miss like when I was a kid, like being in the projects with like my friends that I grew up with, just rolling around like on on bikes, and like at one point like skateboards were even introduced, and like skateboards weren't like a huge thing for like kids my age at the time. It was like more of like a nineties thing. When I was a kid, it was more like late 90s, early 2000s, so like skateboards really weren't our thing in the projects, but we definitely did uh, the lame rollerblading, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't have gel wheels in your rollerblades, you were a fucking weirdo, okay? And I don't even understand why, like it doesn't matter, as long as you weren't roller skates, right? Like I'm still shredding, but it also reminds me of like being out there riding bikes and just hanging out with everybody and just being outside after dark and when the real shit, <laughs> when the street lights would come on, that would be the sign to start heading home because either it's getting too dark to be outside or it was dinner time. whatever the case was. But one thing I was thinking about earlier about being a little kid was like, and I don't even know what changed in life, but I used to have such a big obsession with reading. Like I spent summers inside, like either just chilling inside my grandmother's house because she would watch me during the summers I would chill inside of my grandmother's house. If I wasn't inside of my grandmother's house, I would walk down to the library. And I would just hang out at the library all day. I would call the two libraries that were in my hometown back and forth. And I would ask them if they had fucking... Get this. I'm I'm sure I have brought this up on previous podcasts. But I was always looking to read Bill Cosby books. So like anything Bill Cosby, like a Bill Cosby biography... But more importantly, any book that Bill Cosby has written, like, I've, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, I was obsessed with Bill Cosby as a kid. Like, all the shows he's done, all the movies he's been in, all of his comedy albums and his comedy specials, I read all of his books, I even made, like, this little book. To him, like out of paper, and I cut out like pictures and shit. Like, I bought shit off eBay, ordering like Bill Cosby TV guides and shit, just cutting out his picture, writing like his biography, like he was born on July 12th, 1937, like things like that. I was writing all this shit down, you know, William Henry Cosby, all right, Jr. Okay, that's that man's name, born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, all right. He has a brother that passed away. When he was younger, I believe... I, I don't remember what it was. Uh, It was a fever of some sort. But he passed away when he was younger. His brother, Russell. Um, He also has a son. He, only actually, he actually only had one son. That's kind of what the Cosby show and shit was kind of based around. Was all the daughters and one son, Theo. That was actually his real life. He had four daughters and I believe one son, Ennis. And Ennis was actually shot and killed on a San Diego freeway. Changing a flat tire. So, pretty fucking crazy, right? Anyways... I say all that to say this. Bill Cosby turned out to be a fucking weirdo, bro. How the fuck? I was obsessed. This was America's dad at one point. And then all of a sudden it turns out he's fucking raping people? Like 80 people? And I am not saying that to make light of the situation by any means, all right? It is a fucked up situation. Absolutely. But holy shit, Bill fucking Cosby. Bill Cosby. All right? That's what's crazy to me. Is like I I I was like obsessed with this guy when I was younger, and like everything that he's done and just something about his history and everything about it was just so interesting to me. The depth of his career and I was just so young and impressionable on the, on the on on everything he's done in the industry. So successful, and then boom, literally years later, fucking rapist. It's crazy. Sorry to take a sip of water. Fucking crazy. Um, so, I don't know. I've been looking, like, more into, like, the accusations and things like that, because by the time, like, Bill Cosby was a, was accused and, I guess, proven to be a rape, because he, he went to prison, so, I guess, proven to be, you know, a rapist and shit, I, I, I wasn't really paying attention to any of that when it was happening, but, like, now that it's, like, not all over, but, like, now that it's kind of subsided since everything happened... I'm looking more into it, and I'm trying to I'm trying to like keep up on it, like trying to uh, learn anything that I might might have missed. And bro, it's just fucking sad. That guy is a monster. All right, I will I will end that rant by saying Bill Cosby is a fucking monster. All right, but when you see him, and this never want to say but after following that up, but but when you see him walk into like the courtroom during that time, bro, his one eye because he's completely blind in that eye. It's wild. He looks like a fucking, like an X-Men. Bill Cosby looks like an X-Men. He looks like Dr. X, just standing. That would be that Bill Cosby rant. I'm not sure where the fuck that was going, but... Oh, yeah. I was saying all that uh, because one thing I want to start doing for Prior Knowledge Radio with introduction to new shows that we're doing. I mean, this is, it's pretty common for like, you know, documentary type podcasts, but I feel like with my depth of knowledge on certain subjects and people because I just have, like, some weird fucking addiction, obsession, collection bullshit. I don't know. That's the way my mind works. I feel like I could make, like, a really good audio podcast of just, like, documenting fucked up scandals or, like, fucked up stories in history. Um... Wrestling stories and shit. I mean, like, I know wrestling has, like, Dark Side of the Ring for, like, video and shit. And you really can't top any of that. And you really don't want to beat any of those stories to death more than they already have been. But I could definitely, like, make something where I could put my take on it. Something that gets, like, invested, like, an hour-long episode on the history of something. I just feel like there's so many opportunities and so many subjects that could be clarified and explained more... And I feel like it could be really applicable for this network. I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of throwing shit at the wall at this point. Trying to see what sticks. You know, I don't really know what's going to work and what's not going to work. At this time, I don't even know if this podcast, when's lunch is working. You know what I mean? I just kind of do it because... At this point, I just do it because I have fun. I like bitching. I like ranting. I like complaining. And if I do this to any of my friends... Like, I get them on the phone and I do this. Or I get them in a room and I start venting like this. They think I'm just either A, too angry or like B, I, I need help i need to quit my job i need to do whatever i'm bitching about i need to stop doing it no 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 i like doing this no no, no. i like doing this it's just funner to bitch into the microphone knowing that somebody may or may not hear it or they may or may not judge me for it it's kind of like those dads that i saw wearing the helmets on the fucking uh, motorized unicycles uh-uh. just just chilling enjoying their join their life i loved it i'm part of me just keeps thinking about it because i wish i could be a part of their group like where do I get one of these, and how do I get jumped into your guys' click? Because you guys seem like a solid pack of gents, all right? A couple of scholars inside this pack of gents, and I'd really like to be around people like you. You guys look like you guys make investments and in big moves, and I want to be a part of that wave, okay? Can you tell that I haven't had my ADHD meds and I'm drinking a Red Bull yet? Just getting that hype energy, son. You Know what I mean? This is kind of what it's like when I go into the studio... With biz, we chop it up for a while. I get very animated about a story or I'm standing in the booth and I'm waiting in between takes and I just start going into an anecdote. I think I think from now on, I might just start recording those anecdotes and see if we can put them out somewhere. I don't know. Throw them on I, like like an album skit or something, an interlude. I don't know. Whatever. I had Jack in the Box for the first time last night in literally fucking years, probably like four years, five years. And I woke up, bro, my stomach was killing me. I do not eat Jack in the Box for a reason. Like, I remember that was one of my go-to foods when I was drinking. And I just can't have it anymore. It destroys my fucking stomach. Like, yes, it's already shitty fast food, but it destroys my stomach. I woke up with cramps. Like, it was just so bad. I feel much better now. But, yeah, definitely not a good late-night option. I'm definitely going to stick away from Jack in the Crack for a while. It is pretty cool that, you know, that I I have the ability to go to Jack in the Box or to In-N-Out Burger and like my family back home on the East Coast, they don't have that ability. Like my family will come out to California to go visit and I always see them post about In-N-Out Burger like, oh God, it's so bomb. In-N-Out Burger, don't get me wrong, it's fire, okay? But like waiting 25 minutes for that, not worth it. It is super cheap. It's good for how cheap it is as well. I don't want animal fries, and if you bring animal fries into the vehicle, expect that vehicle to smell like fucking onions and mayonnaise for like three fucking days, because that shit does not go away. Animal fries smell does not go away. That shit is for life, bro. The shit is for life. All right, It's a commitment. When you buy animal fries and you introduce them into the interior of your vehicle, you have now just made a commitment between you, the animal fries, and your vehicle. It is now a menage a trois of odor. And I hope you understand that. So think about that before next time you buy the animal fries. Get yourself a couple double doubles, no onion. Make sure it doesn't stink up going on this long rant. I'm going to get some In-N-Out Burger. All right. You guys have been listening to the Wednes Lunch Podcast here on Prior Knowledge Radio. We'll check you out next week. When's lunch? Cause
0: your boy's getting hungry. Mr. Wind, bitch. And I'm coming with the munchies now. Serve me a plate. You know what it is. The mixed greens, potato salad, and a rack of ribs. knowledge, If we cooking on the beat, season the track. I'm coming raw, the slaughter meat. The shit is slappin'. Awesome Chris Rock shit. Now acknowledge me, ho. I'm on my big dog shit. And I'm white and skinny. And I'm far from piggy And I'm ready to die. So who wanna come with me? Low down and shifty. My chick is real pretty. Her booty big too. Wish she wanna get? with me? Long hair, scallywags, swagger of a Cali dad. Ask me if I give a fuck, the answer is I never have. Eating a chopped cheese, I'm sipping coffee while I'm sitting in the kitchen while your girlfriend talks me. When's lunch? Your boy's getting hungry. Mr. Wind, bitch, cause I'm coming with the munchies. Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is. Mixed greens, potato salad, a rack of ribs. Uh. When's lunch? Your boy's getting hungry. Mr. Wind, bitch, and I'm coming with the munchies. Serve me a plate, man, you know what it is. Mixed greens, potato Salad a rack a huh? How was that one, Ryan?